Welcome to the Views from the 601 Podcast. I am your host, Daryl Reese Jr. And right off the reel, right out the gate, the first thing I want to talk about is basketball. Now, I want to translate. I want to go to the NBA real quick, and I want to talk about the Western Conference Finals. Now, it's been it's going to be a crazy week. These last couple of games, I can't remember how many they got left, but it's going to be a crazy week. You got teams the fourth through the ninth, maybe the 10th seed, fighting for a playoff spot, fighting for a position to see who's going to play who in the playoffs. And I'm going to start with Houston. You got Houston, number one ranked team in the Western Conference and the NBA. Houston is currently number one. You got Golden State, number two. Portland, number three. Utah Jazz, number four. San Antonio, number five. OKC, number six. New Orleans, seventh. Minnesota, eighth. Denver, ninth. And ten, you got the L.A. Clippers. Now, if anyone knows me, like I said before on the um, previous podcast, I am a Carmelo Anthony fan, and I'm also a Denver Nuggets fan. So my my Nuggets currently sit in the ninth seed, tied with Minnesota for the eighth seed, 44 and 35. And then you got OKC, 45 and 34, who really been had a tough stretch lately. Denver just beat Minnesota last night, so that tied them with the eighth, ninth seed. So... These last couple of games are going to be the most important, most important stretch all season. And I've been saying the whole, I've been saying this all this whole time. I want OKC to have the seventh seed because I want OKC to play Golden State first. And if anything, if anything doesn't change, at the moment you got Golden State versus New Orleans. Now even without Curry, Durant can still Durant, Clay, and Draymond can still beat the war to beat the um pelicans in six maybe six maybe five but that's why i want okc the seventh because without curry westbrook would challenge the wars and i feel like the wars can get bounced in the first round and my nuggets we was in the same position last year fighting for the ac we didn't get it but this year it's gonna be pretty close. So I'm if I had to choose one team to actually be bounced out of the playoffs, I would I would choose New Orleans. But the stretch Minnesota has been on lately, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota doesn't make the playoffs. Now they, I wouldn't say tension, but they had a little thing going on. Andrew Wiggins saying he doesn't get the ball enough. He he wants to be the man, so I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting traded during the offseason. If they decide to keep Jimmy Butler long term, Jimmy Butler did return last night, but it was on limited minutes. So expect him to be ready for the playoffs if they make it. Now a lot of people saying that Houston can actually challenge Golden State. Now do I believe that to a certain extent? It just depends on how much how much credibility you can give Harden and CB3 in the playoffs because they really not haven't came up big in the playoffs when they when they was given the opportunity. So that's going to be interesting to see Houston plays first round. But at the same time, if my Nuggets get in and they play Houston first round, it's just, that's going to be an interesting matchup. But like I said, Denver, we, um, we don't have a current superstar right now, but I say next year we'll be an even better team next year. We have our young guys will be more developed. We'll have veterans that are actually been in their position. Jokic, 
He's a guy that I feel like that's on a rise. He's he give me that Carl Anthony Towns vibe that he can compete with the best centers in the game. The Joel Embiid, the Andre Drummond, the Dwight Howard, and those type of guys. Now Denver been on a stretch lately. We've been on a little run lately. Last ten games with six and four. The last ten. Minnesota the last ten, they're four and six. And you got OKC last ten. They are currently five and five. So I see I don't I see OKC in the playoffs basically. That's a given. I see them having a late game late game stretch this last couple of weeks to get in the playoffs. The one thing I don't want to touch on is the mellow subject. I want to get on that later. Maybe next week or a week after that. But him and Paul Joy have been basically in a slump. And I partially blame I don't blame Westbrook for that, but we'll get into it more on that subject. And the Eastern Conference Finals, well, the Eastern Conference, you got Toronto number one, you got Boston two, Cleveland three, Philadelphia four, Indiana five, Miami six, Washington seven, and Milwaukee eight. Now, one through eight, the Eastern Conference playoffs have already been set. It's just a position of who's going to play each other because you got Cleveland and Philadelphia one game behind each other in the win column. So that's going to be interesting to see but at the same time i still see cleveland coming out of the east my original position my original prediction was cleveland versus okc but that's kind of sketchy right now so i probably made my prediction toward the end of the season again but like i said before i feel like in my opinion i have i didn't risk like i said i was born in 96 so i didn't see jordan play at all but I have witnessed the legacy of LeBron James. And in my opinion, in my eyes, and what I have seen and how he carries himself on and off the court, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player of all time. That's just my opinion. A lot of people agree, agree with me. A lot of people won't. They'll bring up Jordan Championship. But without those championships, what else can you name that he's better than Le- LeBron at? Exactly. So... Like, I always root for LeBron. I actually want him to win the finals this year. If if not him, then I want Melo to actually win the finals this year. But it just depends on those young guys and those guys that got they got the trade deadline, see how far they can go on the playoffs because they're not used to the playoffs. They're not used to that environment. You got the Larry Nances, the Rodney Hoods, the Jordan Clarksons of the world who are not used to the playoffs. So, and the rookie, Seti Osman who's not used to the playoffs at all. So LeBron got to coach those guys up. But in order to go through it, you got to – in order to know it, you got to go through it, right? So I'm just ready for the playoffs. And if I'm going to leave my YouTube link in the description and I'm going to do reaction videos on – I'm going to try to do them on a lot of playoff games once the playoffs start after May. Once they start after May, then finals and all those things. So – but, yeah, I see Toronto, they always been that one through three seed the past couple years now, but they haven't really been no challenge to LeBron at all. And then you got the breaking news that, that happened the other day, where yesterday you got Kyrie Irving is going to have surgery on his knee, and he's currently out for the season. So that right there with Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, I don't see – I don't see Boston at right now. They would play Washington, and I don't see Boston getting past the Wizards at all in the first round. So we're gonna have to wait till next year to see 
what a fully healthy Celtic team can do. Now, there's also been a lot of speculation of will LeBron stay, will he go? A lot of people saying he might go to Philly, L.A., Houston, San Antonio. Now, my initial thought at first, I, I, I had him going to Houston. But at the same time, if you look at Houston, the way that they have been playing, do they really need LeBron? And they'll be a very OP team. They'll be a very overpowered team if they decided to keep Capella and Chris Paul. But right now, it's like everybody's saying LeBron might be leading towards Philadelphia. And I don't – like, at the same time, I can see why he will go to Philadelphia with those young guys, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Circuit. I can really I can really understand why he would go to Philly. In my opinion, I would go to Philly. How would he fit in that situation? I don't know. But if I was him, I would either stay in Cleveland or go to Philly. But it all just depends on if they win the finals or not. I wouldn't say it all depends on if he goes to the finals because it's it's looking like a cakewalk for him to go to the finals this year. Because I don't see Toronto winning. Boston is depleted. I don't see Philly right now. I don't see them making – I can see Philly – Making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I don't see them getting past it. In Indiana, Miami, Washington, Milwaukee, I don't see any of those guys, any of those teams competing with LeBron. So, right now I got Cleveland in the in the finals versus. Right now I'm I'm leaning towards. Again, like I watched Golden State this past couple of years, and I know. They can just turn it on like that, Curry come back. But it just depends on how healthy Curry will be. But I'm leaning towards a rematch, Cleveland Warriors. But at the same time, I'm leaning towards Houston. And then, at the same time, again, I know what a mellow – I know what a playoff mellow is capable of. I know what a playoff Paul George is capable of. And we know what a Westbrook – we know what he's capable of in the playoffs. Now, you intertwine and put all those three together in the playoffs. We don't know what we get just yet. And so they've been struggling all season to find their niche, find their chemistry. So that's going to be very – that's going to be one of the most interesting things to see how those three can intertwine in the playoffs and how they can build their chemistry and play together. Because like I said, I've seen what a healthy Melo can do in the playoffs, and I feel like he's going to give them – if he can get him a spark, Paul George can fix whatever he got going on with his shot. If he can fix that, no KC can be a challenge to any team in the playoffs, including Golden State and including Houston. But, yeah, that blow, that significant blow to Kyrie, it was kind of devastating. And I really, like, because I was listening to the first take, and it was like, I agree when you get Kyrie back, he's going to, Come back 100%. He's going to give you that playoff Kyrie version that we seen him dropping 40 a night in the finals a couple years ago. But I don't see Boston making any noise in the playoffs this year. We're going to see what they can do next year with a healthy Gordon Hayward and a healthy Kyrie. So that's going to be interesting next year. But, yeah, I want to, trans- I want to transition into NFL and – I want to talk about the L.A. Rams a little bit now. Like, I'm an L.A. Chargers fan, and we ain't really been making no noise in the 
free agency, which is Telesco. That's what that's what he do. He's not really a big market kind of guy. He's not gonna sign the biggest free agent. He's not gonna really sign. He's not really gonna spend the big money. So that's that's given. Now you got the Rams this offseason. They traded for Marcus Peters from the Bronco from the um from the Chiefs. They traded Marcus Peters from the Chiefs. Arguably a top five corner. He matter of fact, he is a top five corner in my book. They traded for Hakeem Tlaib. He's on that edge of 30 years old, I would say. But he's a man-to-man lockdown corner from the Broncos. So that's two corners, two significant personalities you got on the outside, one snatching chains and one throwing flags in the in the stands. So let's see how that works. In, in L.A. at that, in L.A. Then they just signed No Dominican Sue. Who had a who's had like he he has a history of aggression and showing anger and all that kicking people stomping people and all that. He was currently with the Dolphins. They signed him to a one year deal worth ten million. I would say pair him up with the Rams D line. It's gonna be trouble. It's gonna be trouble. I'm saying it from the jump. It's gonna be trouble. Now the Chargers do play the Rams this season. Obviously in LA, so it's gonna be trouble for any team in the NFC for whoever played the Rams, the Cowboys, the Eagles, Packers, any team. They just traded for Brandon Cooks from the Patriots. They needed a deep threat for for Derek Goff to pair him up with Cooper Cump. So that's gonna be interesting to see. Got some fast speed guys, possession warriors on the outside apparel with Todd Gurley at running back. And they just signed Sam Shields, who's going to be that third cornerback. So the Rams' defense is already looking top five right off, right off the jump. The Rams' defense is already looking top five. Offense, I would say they was the top scoring team in the league last year. They're going to be the same thing again this year. Now, on paper, the Rams look like a Super Bowl team. As a matter of fact, on paper, the Rams look like a 16-0 and 0 team. It's just going to be how those guys handle the L.A. market, how those guys, all those personnel is going to handle being together with a young coach and Sean McVay. So that's going to be very interesting to see how they play this year. They might struggle early, and I don't really have a prediction for the team right now. I was joking with – I said 15-1. Obviously, their loss was against the Chargers, but if they can get – they can get everything intertwined right. They can get everything mentally right during the offseason and training camp and the preseason. It's going to be a dangerous team. Now, my original Super Bowl prediction, my early Super Bowl prediction, this is post-draft, mid-free agency prediction. NFC, I got Eagles, Rams. AFC, I got Chargers, Steelers. Now, even though the Patriots have made a couple moves, they got a little semi-better this season. But it's going to be interesting. I might change my prediction to Patriots charges, but right now I'm leaning towards when I'm set on Patriots, um, Steelers charges right now at the moment. But, yeah, I said I was going to – I actually have a, a mock draft. I have a mock draft in the first round that I want to release next week. Hopefully I can get a chance to release that next week. But I will release it before the draft. And what I want to do, like, 
I want to re- the pod the um the draft is on a Thursday. So what I want to do is upload the podcast the next day, so I can talk about the draft instead of wait a whole week to talk about it. But at the same time, the draft will be I would say a three day, three day event, two day, two day, two a two day, three day event, and I will watch every selection every round. It's kind of one of my favorite times of the year slash the NFL Combine. So that's what I do want to do. Now this podcast, this episode probably won't be a long one, but those are the things that I really want to talk about. But yeah, the NFL NFL season gonna be interesting to see who comes out on top this year. Like I said before, I don't see the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. They might make it, but I don't see the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I see the Eagles right back in that position, but it all depends on. If Carson Wentz is healthy or not. I know they still have Nick Foles. And there's a huge possibility that Nick Foles gets traded on draft night. Another guy who was speculating that I was talking about last week is Odell Beckham. Will he get traded? Right at the moment, I don't. The Rams pulled back. Someone else pulled back. The Patriots just signed Rashad Matthews, I would say. They just signed um, signed a wide receiver. So that's kind of. A sense that the Patriots were It wasn't rumored but people Speculated that it would happen So the Patriots Not really in the Odell market as far As we know So there's not really left Who has two first round picks This year or can swing One this year and next year But I don't see the Giants giving up Odell Beckham I actually see the Giants bouncing back This year In my opinion they should draft Saquon Barkley I would say they got the third pick. But I, I feel like if I was the Giants, if I was the general manager of the New York Giants, I would take Saquon Barkley just to take the load off Eli Manning and don't, don't ask him to do too much because the Giants really haven't had a running game and since, like, Brandon Jacobs. And that really wasn't a consistent package deal. And the Giants can always draft a quarterback maybe third through the sixth round, third to the seventh round. They still have Davis Webb, who's a guy that I, I really like a little bit. So life after Eli Manning, that's going to be interesting to see. I don't really see it right now, maybe next two years. But I see Phil is having a longer career than Eli Manning. It's just about protection. It's just about protection. And now the back to the Chargers, like right now it's been – up and it's been up in the air. I've been bought, like juggling who I want the Chargers to draft, who we should draft. I had original pick. I wanted Derwin James. I wanted Vita Vey. And then I'm leaning towards an offensive lineman. But we still have Barksdale on the roster, so I really don't see. I, at at the moment, I don't see us taking an offensive lineman in the draft right now. But a lot of people, a lot of fans, are wanting Lamar Jackson. At 17, and even though the Chargers talked to him and they even worked out a couple quarterbacks recently, I kind of see that as a smoke screen. I don't see them taking a quarterback, and I wouldn't be surprised. At this particular moment, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers actually traded the 17 pick to move either later in the second round or just move com- I mean, yeah, later in the first round or just move completely out the first round. To get more picks, to get guys for debt. 
because I believe in Darius Feline. I believe the defensive tackle that we do have, he showed some spark late in the season. The rookie that we did have at DT, they showed some spark at the, at the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting to battle to see how that goes. The Chargers have yet to restructure deals. The Chargers have yet to release guys, cut guys. They have yet to make transactions that we was actually waiting on or just used to. They have yet. I don't know if they waiting after the draft or before the draft. But right now, they don't have a lot of cap room to work with. They can squeeze in two-year, one-year deals from here and there. And one guy that we did sign was quarterback Geno Smith. I would say he was from West Virginia. He played with the New York Giants last year. Now, a lot of people are upset about that. And one thing I want to touch on, I watched a couple of Geno Smith um, workout videos, I would say last year. And... I mean, he's solid. I mean, a lot of guys are always going to perform well during workout video. It's all about what you do on field and pads and show and helmets. But like I said, I'm a Cardell Jones fan, and obviously they want to battle that out to see who gets the backup spot behind Rivers. And the guy who loses might get cut or might just be a healthy scratch most of the season like they did Cardell most of the season. So that's going to be interesting to see the quarterback battle. But if we don't take a quarterback, let's say we don't, we just slide through the fourth round without taking a quarterback. I personally don't see us taking a quarterback this year if we don't take one the first through the third round. And if we do take one later rounds, then did you think he's the future? That's the question. Do you take a guy later in the rounds and ask yourself, is he the future of your team? So I say Phillip Rivers has that time frame between two to four years of play left. Two to three years. I'm going to go two to three years. Maybe four. Maybe four. It can squeeze. Maybe four. It just all depends on the protection. We can get guys to protect them and not get a lot of pressure throughout the year. So like I said, it's the most anticipated season this year for me as a fan. I'm taking all best this year. So I'm just ready for the season. But, yeah, I want to end this podcast. Like I said, this is going to be a short one. Been busy all week. Just got the time to record. And I really didn't have a lot to talk about. But expect next week, hopefully, to have a guest next week, to have a just conversation maybe about music, sports. It depends on who I have. So I want to end this podcast by telling you to share on YouTube. Rate it on iTunes Like it on SoundCloud Share on SoundCloud Give me feedback and tell me How you feel about the podcast Would you like Or any more content to, to be released Separately of the podcast Or anything that I can do And the interlude that I released The other day was titled Nothing Was The Same So I appreciate if you check that out I wanted to go in depth Because I felt like I had to drop the ball On some things That I felt like I needed to say and expect, like, I just decided this maybe the other day, but expect part two of Nothing Was The Same next week. So expect a part two of Nothing Was The Same. If not next week, then the weeks to come. But there will be a part two of that because I'm not done. That's one thing I always say. No matter what I say, I'm not done. I'm never done. There's always new beginnings. There's always, it's always the beginning again. It's always the beginning of something new every day for me. And it's always the beginning 
And that's how I want to end this podcast by saying thank you. Welcome to season two. I am and knowledge is power. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is humble beginnings. This is just the beginning. This is humble beginnings. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. What you mean? This is just the beginning. We get it. We get it. This is humble beginnings. I used to live in poverty, that's why the trap was calling me. Police pull me over and they bother me. Only way to make it hit the liquor win the lottery. We've been down for too long, I think it's just time to climb the tree. I've been grinding, trying to make a way, I'm trying to climb the chimney. Santa Claus never came, these hoes were acting grimy. Now they be gigging, now they be fucking, they sucking, they want my digits. Fuck you bitches, I'm loving this money, that's my addiction, nigga. I know niggas in the trap I know niggas on the corner I know people up in college Working hard for their diploma And I'm just here, I'm riding rap While smoking marijuana Doing what I wanna I'm just trying to get these comments Pull up on me when you see me, nigga You can get it Pull up on me when you see me, nigga I swear to God Pull up on me when you see me, nigga. You do it. Pull up on me when you see me, nigga. Cause this is just the beginning. Ayy. Now this is humble beginnings. This is humble beginnings, nigga. Now this is just the beginning I got no patience, I'm out here chasing this payment Mama working on the daily, I'm wondering how I'm gonna make it I'm just trying to fuck that bitch that they told me I couldn't slide I'm just trying to get that whip that they told me I couldn't drive First these niggas gotta kill me, then they gotta kill my pride Cause it's something that is sad, lately I've been on my grind I know bitches, they be wasting my time These niggas wasting my time Fuck what you gon' say about me, I'm just trying to get mine Hope my niggas eating right, hope my niggas see the light I've been trying to pray to God, trying to pray to Jesus Christ Hope my niggas do not catch these cases I hope all my niggas make it All I worry about on a daily basis, nigga Oh, God bless a trap, nigga Oh, God bless a trap, nigga Oh, God bless a trap, nigga Lost the money, now I gotta get it back, nigga Lost the money, now I gotta get it back, nigga Lost the money, now I gotta get it back, nigga My niggas got the weed lean in the crack, nigga Oh, God bless a trap, nigga God bless a trap, nigga God bless a trap, nigga I was out of grinding, now I had to get it back, nigga I was out of grinding, what's the nigga with the strap, nigga My idea, I'm trying to get it back, nigga